You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What is good, everybody? Welcome to TGI Football on the SB Nation NFL show presented by DraftKings Fantasy Sports. Check out what DraftKings has to offer this season with code SBNFL because life is more fun when you are in on the action. DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void or prohibited. See DraftKings.com for details. It is the SB Nation NFL show. It is Friday December 29th, 2023. We're going to do the obligatory. It's our last show until next year thing. Uh, you can listen to us wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe, Apple devices, Spotify. You can also watch us on the SB Nation NFL YouTube channel. When I say we, normally Arrowhead Pride, Steven Serta is a part of the fold, but he is playing hooky today. Uh, the incredible Rachel Prevet on the ones and twos. My name is Arjo Choa. Brandon Lee Gowton is my co-pilot for this afternoon slash morning slash evening whenever you are listening to this particular production. BLG, are you strapped in and ready to fly? It is. I'm well. First of all, glad to have Rachel here, but it's a little sad on Stephen's part that he's not here because Stephen, who has said he's not really doesn't like have a team in the NFL. Which that's right. That's a th- that's a whole thing, Stephen. But um, he he at least once upon a time he was really big into the Browns. So mm-hmm. uh, and it's what what better time has there been at least in a very long time to be a Browns fan than right now. That's very true. Um, also, good time to be Steven. He was the only person who hit on our same game parlay last week. Uh, we will, of course, be touching um, on our new one this week for the Chiefs and Bengals game. We're going to do our pick three segment and cover all the games uh, that are to come throughout week 17, Brandon, the penultimate week of the regular season. We do, of course, have to recap Thursday Night Football as well. Uh, but before we do... Um, how you doing? By the way, Joe DFW Aviation, appropriately so, says cleared for takeoff. Um, wow. Are you a fan of or were you a fan of whose line, Brandon, growing up? Of course. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite, you know, bits or skits or whatever you want to call it uh, was when Robin Williams was uh, guest, mm. I guess, hosting or guest playing. I don't know what the proper terminology was uh, for that show. And he was doing a song with Wayne Brady, and they were challenged to sing uh, a song about aviation because the you know how they would pull people from the crowd, uh, mm-hmm. and the person was a, an air traffic controller. That was the the person's you know job, uh, and they had to sing like a gospel song. And so at the beginning, like that was just the challenge, you know, throughout the whatever. And at the beginning, uh, Wayne Brady was kind of giving like a you know like a sermony sort of speech before they started singing, and Robin Williams had the most clutch response ever because Wayne threw it to him, and he said. Uh, you have the feeling and the spirit and a clearance to land. And I thought that was so funny. Like at the time, it always stuck in my memory. Mm. I feel like there's like a Jets kind of thing happening right here with this cleared for takeoff. I mean, the Jets maybe not cleared for takeoff right now. Right. But uh, speaking of whose line, I mean, I think my favorite segments were the props. Props were fun. Right. And I like the one where they 
they wouldn't do this too much where they could someone could only say like the same three lines or something or the same line over and over like every the other people you know could do whatever but like the one person was stuck saying the same thing and like trying to make that work so i like that that was funny i always liked when one person was kind of the host or whatever and the other three people had a a, a role or like a caricature they were playing and the, the one person had to figure it out that was always impressive to me however mm, yes. somebody could do that um but if you've got to pick a you know kind of a staple scenes from a hat you know that's the most clutch and because sure. that was kind of rapid fire you know what i mean i was yep. I, you know <clears throat> it, it felt like you were getting more bang for your buck that way so yeah um shout out to uh to who's line you know some people are saying that we ran in are the who's line of the espionation nfl show that's true you're right <laughs> The Cleveland Browns were victorious in the final Thursday night football game of the season, 37 to 20. The score, uh, you mentioned the Jets. They were not cleared for takeoff. Uh, they will or did presumably take off uh, to head back uh, home because this was a game in Cleveland. This was like a dream game for the Browns yeah. in like the most like fever dream possible way. Um, it was chaotic. Uh, I actually was putting up the Christmas decorations during the first quarter. So I didn't like totally have my eye on it. And I sat down. And I was like, this is 20 to seven. Like what <laughs> what on earth happened? This explosion uh, of points. And so I caught up and uh, yeah, the Browns are headed to the playoffs. And they're, this version of the Browns is kind of hard not to enjoy. I thought this was a great, I mean, this is the, is this the best Thursday night football game of the year? I mean, it was really entertaining early on going like shot for shot, a lot of big plays, a lot of interesting things happening. Didn't no touchdowns scored in the second half, which I believe is like the first time there's ever been a game this high scoring with no touchdowns scored in the second half. Jets almost had a chance at the end. Didn't happen. Um, yeah. I thought just from entertainment value, I, I had a lot of fun watching this game without even having a strong rooting interest in it. So that was nice, but um, hard not to like the Browns, man. They, you don't want to talk about a team that has good vibes. I mean, they certainly do. They're a team that's, I think, they're a pretty scary team going into the playoffs. I don't think you, if you're any, I mean, AFC team, obviously you're feeling good if you're the Ravens, but it, but isn't it weird though? And obviously, Rachel can weigh in here if she wants, but like, isn't it weird that, like, you know, you have Joe Flacco, who is this, you know, hugely important figure in Ravens franchise history, is doing this for a division rival? Um, it's a strange thing, but. I mean that team. That team has it going on. Uh, I remember watching Joe Flacco make Tyree Jackson, uh, a practice squad like kind of tight end player, look really good in training camp for the Eagles back when Joe Flacco was in Philly a couple years ago. He's kind of doing the same thing with David and Joku here. Obviously, a much superior talent, but he's like really getting the most out of him. Um, Browns just they're playing loose. Crowds into it. They're having. It's just they're they're a good vibes team. They're having fun. They're. Figuring that I mean, Flacco is almost unstoppable or making plays on offense. It's crazy to see. And then their defense is just incredible. It's super great. So um, they're going to be a tough out. They're, they look really good. David Njoku in his last three games has 22 receptions for 252. I'm trying to do some quick math uh, yards and two touchdowns, um, which is it feels like and i don't mean this as an indictment to the play of like all browns quarterbacks that joker play but it felt like this is the first person to ever properly utilize him or, or target him yeah. or whatever and um that i thought it was a joke when the browns like tagged him and he wanted to be he he was one of those like oh i want to be traded to the cowboys people you know what i mean like mm. it, it pays to like connect yourself to, to the cowboys you know around contract time um and so i've just never really like bought in i mean I, I bought in like during the draft process obviously but it just never translated and so it is cool to see. I saw Baltimore beatdown tweet out. Um, you mentioned Rachel could weigh in. Um, some, I'm paraphrasing, but something along the lines of like, okay, Joe, 
we get it. Like you can still play, uh, <laughs> but it, this out. is cool. Yeah. But uh, enough. Um, and um, I don't know if it was Kyle Barber who tweeted this, uh, but they said, you know, he's January Joe for a reason. Have you ever heard January Joe before? I never heard that before. No. Um, but crazy that the Browns also didn't even have Amari Cooper, by the way, and still were like lighting it up. Yeah. Um, Robert Salas, we took care of the like elite quarterbacks line, whatever it was that he said. Remember? Uh, that, <laughs> After the that, Eagles well, game. Yeah. Well, that glossed over the fact that Dak Prescott worked them, uh, which Cowboys fans are upset about. But like, but beyond that, like that hasn't aged well. Um, mm. We can get Rachel's thoughts in a moment, but the Jets side of this thing, dude, they are so down bad. Like, mm. there's nothing enjoyable. Like, this is. And the fact that, like, you know, Joe Douglas and Robert Tall are coming back, like, I don't even know what you feel like right now if you're a Jets fan. You have to feel comatose. It's just, I mean, it's it's literally just, you know, kowtowing to Aaron Rodgers and doing whatever he wants. And so weird how many shots of Aaron Rodgers there were last night. Like, why? For what reason? I mean, show him once, sure, whatever, he's there. But, like, they just kept showing him throughout the game. Like, why? What's the also, point of that? Why is he inactive? Like, if you're going to go through the, like, whole, like, circus show of all this, like, the, wasn't that the reason, like, oh, he can dress and be a part of it and the, like, emotional stuff? Like, why is he inactive? And I, I thought that his appearance this week on McAfee's show, and I recognize what I'm about to say, but, like, may have been his oh. worst one ever. Um, You know, like, again, context, <laughs> like, that's hard to do. Uh, at least with, I don't think at least that's with, true. At least with regards to his job as a football player, right? Like, like involving football activities, like mm. defending how he wouldn't have taken somebody's job to be, you know, activated off the IR. What? Like how? Nope. That that like nobody believes this. You know what I mean? And he did. He literally did. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like he said, like, oh, if I had known I was going to take somebody's job, I wouldn't have done. It. Like, what do you mean you didn't know? Like, it's so stupid. Um, Surprise. And beyond all of this, did you see the report? Um, I know what it could be like on Sunday mornings. Uh, and I mentioned this to Jeremy Reisman when we were talking for Cowboys Lions this week. I didn't even know the Jair Alexander coin toss thing happened. Like it, it was, it got buried in the like action of Sunday. Uh, mm -hmm. But did you see there was an early Sunday morning report within all the national reports that Aaron wants Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams uh, to potentially join him with the Jets next season? What? Like this is so stupid. I mean, I'm not going to criticize wanting Devontae Adams on your football team ever, sure. but I mean, it just is so dumb. And I, I cannot believe. I thought, you know, many years ago, I thought it was so embarrassing how the Vikings catered to Brett Favre. And I thought that they made Brett Favre bigger than the Vikings. And like, you know, when I was it a lot did. younger, I know, but when I was a lot younger and I would talk about this with people, I would say like, you know, Brett Favre isn't bigger than the Green Bay Packers. Like he's a big person, like, but he's not bigger than, than this organization. No but one is. He, yeah, I know, but he might be bigger than the Minnesota Vikings, which kind of proved to be true at that point in time. And I think the same thing's happening here with, with Aaron and the Jets. Like, this is this is this has gone. I don't know that this is even the worst possible way this could have gone for the Jets. No one could have foreseen this. Like they have made the most embarrassing decision at every turn of this whole ordeal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's just it's a it's there's no accountability like for the current regime because it's just like oh they get a pass because Aaron Rodgers wants them back for sure next year and you have to see that through and it's like they don't they don't have to actually do that but they're gonna do it and it's 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 desperation that's what it reeks of it reeks of desperation you're so desperate to cater to this quarterback because you've been such a, a lost franchise and you have the longest playoff drought in the nfl in terms of making the playoffs so this is what you do and it's like is that a process that's gonna lead to championship success do you really think that like we're just gonna i mean maybe they make the playoffs next year if he stays healthy whatever but like is this really gonna be a long-term successful thing i just you know it's hard to feel good about that as it relates to the like 
who the Jets are and how they played this football game. I, you know, I think things like all gas, no breaks are stupid. Um, and that's Robert Sala's thing. But whatever, that's going to be your thing. If I'm going to call it stupid, fine. They punted, Brandon, in the fourth quarter from the Cleveland 44-yard line down mm-hmm. 17 points. Like, mm-hmm. you can sit here and talk about how you're mathematically eliminated and you're playing for the better draft pick, potentially. Like, you know, we can we can logically explain this, but, like, you cannot be Mr. All Gas, No Breaks, Mr. Dude Who Runs the Steps of Every Stadium before, like Mr. Super yeah. and blah, 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 and then play that weekly. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Rachel, if you could join us quickly and um, give us your thoughts on Joe Flacco. Is your heart torn? Are you happy for him? Are you in a complicated place? Because a lot of people that kind of, we are not, to be very clear, and I am not for the all future Monday Football Monday episodes, um, but yeah. some people are rooting for Joe Flacco to upset the Ravens in the playoffs. Specifically. Of course. January Joe is definitely a thing um, oh, from Super Bowl. So it is a thing for sure. Oh, <laughs> uh, I mean, I feel like similar to how uh, Nick Sirianni was talking about, like with Jonathan Gannon, like, oh, you wish him the best. But when it comes to the day that, you know, like either you're playing them or like with this situation, who's going to finish in the in the conference? It's like, oh, like, sorry, thank you for everything you did for us, Joe Flacco, but we're rooting against you. It's impressive to see like he's thrown for over 300 yards in like three or four of his last games. But uh, no, I'm hoping that when they play against the Bengals, I think they play them week uh, 18. That's on January 7th. I'm hoping that, you know, hopefully Jamar Chase is back in balling out of his mind and that the Bengals beat them because no, the Ravens still have to play the Dolphins. That's going to be a tough opponent and they still have to play the Steelers. And those games are always freaking up in the air because it's the Steelers. Mm-hmm. So that's fun to see Joe Flacco, but I think the, you know, it's going to run out very, very soon. I'm hoping that it's running out very, very soon. Because no, that ain't happen. We are, <laughs> I will be um, we're three days away from January, the month of Joe. So apparently, yeah. so um, okay, yeah. well, you know, it comes to an end this year. I hope we see it because this is like a different team. You know, this is like the from the the last time the Brown, the last time the Browns and Ravens played. It, that was Deshaun. Was that Deshaun Watson's last game? Like Deshaun Watson was still playing for them. And that was like, the win. Is, that was the that's what I mean. That, like so they won with Deshaun Watson. I want to see what the best version of each of these teams looks like against each other. Sorry, Rachel. Yeah. I also, okay. <laughs> I also want to see Joe make this a really awkward conversation for the Browns in the offseason. Yeah. Um, you Same. know, like this has, uh, um, it's crazy. Like, th- this has Ryan Fitzpatrick Jets vibes that, that 2015 mm. season when they, you know, they were forced to pay him with Brandon Marshall and Eric Decker. I really, I want to see this. Like, cause I mean, Black is probably even older, right? Like he's, 30, oh, of course, he, but he's like 39 next month. It, it's funny that this happened against the team that casted Joe off. And it was like, we don't need Joe Flacco. We're good. Blah, blah, blah. Like, I imagine jo- imagine this Flacco with the Jets play. all season long. I mean, they'd be a playoff team. No, I mean, I, no. I, he he did play for them the past couple of years, and they stunk. I think the, the system with the Browns is definitely, and the talent they have there, and the coaching, I think, is better. I don't think he's the same player he is right now on the Jets. He might, he might help the Jets more than, yes, what they've had. I, I agree. But I don't think he's playing like – he's literally playing some of the best football of his entire career, which is insane. I don't think he's doing that with the Jets. Uh, last question or last point on this uh, this game, and, Rachelle, it's yours. Uh, you're a re- very fashionable person. What are your thoughts on Cleveland's all-white get-ups that they had on, on Thursday night? Um, That's the answer right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that tells you all you need to know. Yeah. They're all-white. The the helmet's kind of cool. Like I can kind of go over with the helmet, but you know. I know. 
I I like the all. I don't really like the all white. They did the all like the white top, and don't they do like the orange bottoms? I don't like the orange bottoms. You got it. You got. You cannot. You have to have something brown. Your name is the Browns. You have to have something brown. The Brown is on the orange bottoms. There's like a stripe on the side. Not enough. What's wrong with that? I don't really like the all white for them. Um, it looks like the, the the Broncos new all whites. You know what I'm saying? Like the ones that the, because they both have like white with like shades of orange. They both look like ob, like Auburn in general. But um, yeah, too many teams do the all white. Like it's you can't just be everyone's thing. We don't need all white. Not everyone has to have black helmets. You know what I mean? Like we just everyone chill out. Everyone has their own colors. You can find cool things to right. do within that scheme. So um, okay, uh, it is time for our pick three segment, which is brought to you by DraftKings. Uh, DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code SBNFL for a special offer when you sign up. That is code SBNFL only at DraftKings Sportsbook. BLG, as noted, Steven Serta was the only mm. person of our triumvirate to hit last week. You and I both whiffed. Uh, you are 9-7 and seven on the season at same game parlay prop bets. Uh, Steven and I are both tied for second at 7-9. and nine. We will run this through the Super Bowl, so still right. time for anybody to obviously uh, take the lead and, and win the coveted crown this particular season. Where are you taking us this week during our game, which is the Cincinnati Bengals visiting the Kansas City Chiefs? Chiefs vibes are so bad, man. They're uh, not dude. good. Uh, so I have to lean into that. I'm going to go with the over on Patrick Mahomes' interceptions in this game at zero and a half. I mean, the Chiefs receivers can't catch, so it's possible he even throws a good pass and just goes up, the ball goes up into the air, gets tipped. I also just think there's something to Lou Anarumo, like having Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs number, even when they're good, when especially when they're good a bit. So you talk about that against this lesser version of the Chiefs offense right now. And I just think, yeah, Chiefs vibes are bad. Haven't been able to get out of their own way. It's not like Mahomes is having an awful season on his own right as much as um, he's not. You know, there's there's parts of him that haven't been great, but also the system and the receiving talent isn't good enough around him. And I think the mistakes will continue to be made. And he turns the ball over through the air at least one time. Um this obviously isn't necessary for us to hit on this, but I was going to say that I would go as far as guaranteeing that it's a tip, uh, like a tipped pass, because that's the vibe. Right. Like, it's almost yep. like nothing can go their way right now. Yep. Uh, and nobody really feels for them, I don't think. Like, you know, when you've been the Kings forever, you know, nobody feels sorry for you. When you're, like, yes. case in point, look at the Patriots right now. Um, and I don't know if I'm enjoying or how I feel about this, like, villain arc that the, the Chiefs are in the middle of. I know mm. it kind of began with the um, the whining and complaining about the, you know, uh, the penalty on Kadarius Tony, but like it just feels like they've they've become the like current villains of this moment of the NFL. Not that they're villainous themselves, but mm. like everyone's kind of rooting against them or enjoying the downfalls. Maybe the it's the it's the Batman quote: "You you you right. uh, die a hero, you live long enough to be the villain." I hate that we call it the Batman quote because it was Harvey Dent who said it. Um, it's, so it's really the, the, yes, you know, the two you know what quote. I mean. Well, I mean, all I'm I, saying is I, let's let's give Batman proper attribution from the movie. Yes. Uh, it, the movie doesn't even have the word Batman in the title. It's Dark Knight. So, yeah, I mean, come on. Anyway, uh, I am kind of riding the same wave. Um, I liked this prop. I don't think we've done it this season. Um, what was the one you did last week? You did a two-point conversion. We hadn't done that either. So I, I kind of like sprinkling in. And it should have happened because the Dolphins <laughs> were up 12, wait, 12 anyway, to 7 at one point. Anyway, they should have went for it to go uh, up at 7. Anyway. So I like this one, and I like you, – you can sort of 
cope your way into believing it in a positive or negative sense. I am taking the Chiefs as being the last team to score. Um, I love this. I love that it's kind of always alive. Like, you never know when it could die, like, or whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. It's minus 166. I could totally see them, like, the go-ahead score, obviously, you know, winning the game, or the final score, and then just kind of cruising in, you know, whether it be, like, winding up the clock, or maybe Cincinnati just can't get it done in their final possession. Or maybe it's like a garbage time. They're down by, you know, 16 points and a touchdown right. and they try, whatever. But it would still totally hit. So I really like this. Um, you it's know, a fun even thing though, to root for. Yeah. Exactly. Although it's you never know when you're rooting for it. You know what I'm saying? Like you never know. Like like say they score first in the game. It's like, okay, no more. Like just like three nothing. <laughs> like end the game. Uh, so I really, really liked it. Uh, Steven did submit a leg on. He is writing the positive vibes or maybe trying to manifest some. Um, he is taking the over on 62 and a half receiving yards for Travis Kelsey, which feels mm. like a low mark for Travis Kelsey. I mean, like 62, 63 yards once upon a time was like waking up out of bed for Kelsey. Mm. So uh, minus 125 there. Total line on this parlay, Brandon, plus 420. Can you mm. please explain what that means to our loyal listeners? Well, if you bet $10, you would profit total $42. Okay. And what would um, you do with that $42, RJ? I would examine the PlayStation Store. They have some holiday sales going on right now. Um, you can okay. get some good games. Uh, my friend Brandon recently got a PlayStation 5. I know he That's asked, right. uh, he you know, he curated some suggestions for mm-hmm. games he could get. Um, so I'd maybe get him a PlayStation Store gift card so that he could get a new game and enjoy his uh, his well-deserved time in the offseason, which will Thanks. start in the wild card round or after the wild card round, obviously, yeah. uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles. But anyway, uh, that is our same game parlay brought to you by DraftKings, it is time now to fly through the rest of the week 17 action, which once upon a time was the final week of the regular season, but the NFL hates us and wants us to just watch their product all the time. Uh, Brandon, we will both uh, submit a lock of the week. Steven did get one in. You and I both hit last week, uh, myself in heroic fashion at the very end, thanks to the commanders. Steven missed, which is a rare thing around here. He is 13-3 and three on the season. You are 11-4-1. and one. I've got mm. some time, including the playoffs, to get up north of 500. I'm six and ten. You know what I mean? But you know, it, you got to take one step to start a streak, and so that's what I did last week. Uh, so we'll both have a lock of the week and get to Stevens. We each have the ability to zap one another. Uh, and Rachel, you of course have two zaps. You have your own, and you have Stevens. So you can choose wow. to zap uh, us whenever, if you ever see fit. Uh, Brandon, are you ready? I'm ready. We start with Saturday night's game, the Detroit Lions visiting mm. the Dallas Cowboys yes. at the time that we pulled Can't these lines. Uh, Dallas, uh, five and a half point favorites. They have a 15 game home winning streak going. They have a two game losing streak going in general, uh, both against would be playoff teams, both against double digit win teams. I think the Bills are, or maybe the Bills are at nine wins right now. But uh, either way, the vibes are a little bit questionable with the Cowboys, and they're a little bit desperate to kind of, you know, stop the skid. Uh, I mentioned my, I had two conversations with Jeremy Reisman this week, one for Block of the Boys, one for Pride of Detroit. And he mentioned how I thought this was interesting. He was like, I really don't even care about the rest of the regular season. He was like, I know that the Lions are alive for the two seed, but like, I'm kind of, you know, this is all gravy for me at this point in time. Um, and so I, uh, I get and, it. And well, and what I told him was, I'm, I understand this, but like you're kind of speaking like somebody who doesn't have recent playoff scars. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you you need uh, the best possible seating that you can get. And some of that is that the Cowboys are so great at home, right? That does you know kind of work for this team specifically. Um, so based on what he said and based on my thought before he said that, 
I do think the Cowboys play like the more desperate team in this game. You could certainly argue they need it more, although the Lions mm -hmm. should feel like they need the two seed. Uh, and I do think that that's part of what Dallas ran into the last two weeks. Buffalo was an incredibly desperate team. Miami was probably more desperate than I gave them credit for being. Um, so I trust the Cowboys to win. Then the line is a big number. Um, uh -oh. I might take, but the, the Cowboys just blow teams out at home. But I, I have yep. such a hard time like believing in that just always being the case. Um, given that it's Jimmy Johnson and I, and given that I think that and Jeremy agreed that Lions players are human. He even said that Dan Campbell talked about how the battle this week isn't the Cowboys. It's complacency. Um, I'll take the Cowboys to just barely cover maybe a backdoor cover. Um, go Cowboys. Let's, let's get that out of the way. Cause obviously Can you explain that helps this? Explain why you're yeah. saying that. Like, go ahead. Because please. if the Cowboys win, that puts the Eagles back in control of their uh, path to at least the number two seed, potentially the number one seed, depending on what the 49ers do, less likely, but still in theory possible. So yeah, the Eagles would benefit more really in terms of seed optimization from the Cowboys winning this game. Of course, if the Cowboys lose this game, the silver lining is the Eagles can then clinch the NFC East with a win over the Cardinals. So not like the end of the world, even if the Eagles don't get their way here, Eagles can still get help with the Lions losing in week 18. If that comes to it, when they play the Vikings, that game is in Detroit. Anyway, Eagles, angle aside i was thinking about how there used to be some really good lions cowboys matchups i think about the, jamie and i talked about yeah yeah um i don't need to get into all of them but there's i know the one down in dallas where golden tate i think scores that touchdown where he's like taunting the cowboys as he goes into the end zone i think the cowboys ended up winning that game i forget there was the one for golden tate yeah there was the one with uh matthew stafford at the end of the game getting the offense up to the line of scrimmage like yelling at riley reef and the going i love that i love watching that play because it's just it's so smart it's like you don't need to worry about like doing something dumb uh like in terms of or like sneaking it or like just get the ball over the goal line like be, like, be smart about it like you don't need to get your body into the end zone get the ball above the goal line and he does that there um so some really good matchups in this history obviously the playoff game too, where the Cowboys got away with like the most egregious pass interference ever. And um, what was that? Anthony Hitchens. It actually uh, got, it was a flag that got picked up. I don't, you didn't say it that way, yeah, but uh, right. So they called and, it yeah, and picked it up. And the Stafford game was actually, we refer to that as the Calvin Johnson game hit over 300 total. Yards. Yes. So, I mean, yeah. no, but like we don't even get to the Stafford part of that because right. it was the Calvin Johnson game. Um, but uh, yeah, well, point being some good matchups between these two teams. I haven't seen that for a bit, so I think it, I think this game has the potential to be another one of those. I think it'll be an entertaining game. I think the Cow, uh, Lions cover just because I think it's a competitive game. Maybe it's even overtime, but I do think the Cowboys. You can't bet against the Cowboys in terms of like winning the game outright or, or the the actual winning the picking them straight up. I mean, uh, just because they've been so good at home. Um in a rarity, the Cowboys, or I guess the broadcast, is going to stream. Every time the Cowboys induct somebody into the Ring of Honor, it happens at halftime, and it's really only, you know, something that's accessible to the in-stadium audience. Uh, the Jimmy Johnson Ring of Honor ceremony will be broadcasted by ESPN during halftime. If you, I know you're not a fan of the Cowboys, but if, um, if anybody's a fan of NFL history, I mean, one of the more important people um in dallas cowboys franchise history and subsequently nfl history um the architect of the 90s cowboys dynasty um so very cool that he's finally getting his due very cool that troy aikman gets to be in attendance um espn todd archer had a great ride up this week how it was he and charlotte jones jerry's daughter um who's kind of who has, does a million things for the cowboys but they got 
Jerry and Jimmy in a room for about two hours in late October this year. It finally got it to happen. And I think that's a win for football in general. So uh, very cool that that's finally going to happen. We're both taking the Cowboys. Let's go to um, the game of Sunday, Brandon. Uh, the game that Rachel is probably losing some sleep over. The mm. Miami Dolphins visiting the Baltimore Ravens. The kind of battle for the one seed. I don't really see it that way myself. Um, Miami impressed me a lot last week, obviously. Uh, but I think Baltimore impressed everybody. Uh, so I'm going to take the Ravens. I thought about locking this up, but I want to give the Dolphins a little bit of respect. But I'm very, very confident that the Ravens are kind of going to put this game away early. You know, establish themselves as the one seed Super Bowl favorites in spite of Joe Flacco and January Joe being a thing this year. I'm all in on the Ravens. Really good game between the Dolphins and the Ravens last year, where the I believe the Dolphins had to come back and win that one. Really high scoring, entertaining game to a delivered at the end. I like the Ravens. Or sorry, I like the Dolphins here. Give me the Dolphins plus three. And, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Dolphins plus three and a half. Wow, but you're taking them to win outright, is what you're saying? I yes, correct. I'm taking the Dolphins to win, uh, so I'm certainly taking them plus three and a half. You know, you mentioned the the game that Miami won last year, but it was the game against Miami in 2019 that was kind of the like, holy crap, Lamar Jackson is amazing. You know, that was like the beginning of his MVP campaign. You know what I mean from a national conversation standpoint. So, um, and this could be the final moment for his second MVP campaign. He is the betting favorite right now, according to our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, and so I, I think he shows up and shows out. I'm a big fan of Lamar, big fan that he wears the number eight, uh, works for me and my brand. You know what I mean? Uh, so, um, let's go Lamar. Let's get it done. Um, I'm happy that we differ though. It's kind of hard to put somebody in the ice box when there's only two of us. I don't know what's the name of the but, uh, the 49ers, Brandon will be visiting the Washington commanders who are, I don't even know what they are at this point in time but i know that they are double digit point underdogs 12 and a half point underdogs in their home mighty building of fedex field uh this is your lock of the week right but you're not taking the niners in right the 49ers no i'm taking oh! the commanders. Give me the commanders. for those who listen who are those are like blg and rj fans uh and rachel and listen to the, and and and, and rachel listen to the nfc east mixtape i said i i i kind of set this up i said if yet. i said if jacoby if Brissett is starting, and certainly the commanders have looked way more competitive, especially recently with him than Sam Howell, I think they have a puncher's chance at this game. This 49ers team is coming off short week, you know, having played in Monday Night Football. They're banged up. They, had, uh, they suffered a number of injuries in that game. Um, they're going from, you know, West Coast to play a, a one o'clock start on the East Coast. That's not always the easiest thing for a West Coast team. I just think there's like a lot of things working against them. I know the commanders are bad. But again, they have looked more competent with Jacoby starting for them. So I think the commanders can make it a game here. I It's hard for me to pick him to win outright because I do think ultimately the 49ers will win. I do think there's something to the 49ers in addition to being like front runners in a given game. You know, when they like get punched in the mouth early and they go down, they kind of just they're going to fold or you're not really worried about them like playing from behind. It's just not the game, how the game script goes for them. I think there might be something to that over the course of games, too in terms of their last, you know, loss snowballed into more losses. I think that did carry over. They were obviously dealing with some injury issues when that stretched too. And things got reset for them when they had the bye week and then they were able to play the Jags and then blow them out. I don't think they're like having that reset here. I think the fact, you know, it's a short week doesn't help them. So I think it's going to be a little bit of a sweat for them and uh, not Montez because he's not there anymore. And the commanders cover 12 and a half. It's a big number. It's a lot of points. I'm going to say the commanders cover in a loss. I could see this being a um, 
much closer game than it needs to be in the fourth quarter, like that kind of vibe. Uh, and maybe the Niners do have a backdoor cover. Like maybe this is a, I don't know, 27, like 20. I'm um, no, the Niners. Um, oh. Like maybe, maybe it's like a 27, 23 game late. And then you just get like, you know, the big Niners drive. And then you know, when you think like, oh, who knows? Maybe Washington, Jacoby's been on fire today, whatever. And then like, you know, sack, fumble, recovery for a touchdown. You know what I mean? And it just like makes the game look much farther apart than it really was. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like that, I do kind of sense that. Um, it is interesting. I, I think it will be interesting to see how the Niners respond after kind of getting humbled a little bit. It feels like every perennial favorite this season has gone through that at one point in time. Um, and most of them have come out on the other end. I think Buffalo is the best example of that right now. Um, I'm going to take the Niners, and I'm going to take them to cover. I just can't believe in Washington. I'm sorry. Even though I did pick them as my lock of the week last week. Back-to-back weeks, the Commanders have been a lock uh, here on TJ Football. Uh, by the way, Ron Rivera, yeah. dude, super embarrassing that Brandon ever believed in you. I'm so like that. Yeah. I'm never going to let that go. It's, like not, that, dude, it's not the case. I picked so him to win the division bad. with a sub-500 record. You said that the combination of Ron Rivera and Ryan yeah. Fitzpatrick would be better than the com- com- uh, combination of Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott. And I think they could have been that year. Yes, that's what I said. The Las Vegas Raiders are visiting the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, Antonio mm-hmm. Pierce seems to have locked up that job, or at least if he doesn't, Raiders fans and even football fans are going to kind of riot at this point in time. Um, the Colts are trying to figure out their way to the playoffs, Brandon. They are three-and-a-half-point favorites against the Raiders. I'm going to take the Raiders, baby. Raiders have been cooking with gas. And, uh, you know, Colts have been getting good buzz, but they lost to the Falcons last week. They did. The, and the if Colts you lose did. to the Falcons, and, that's kind and of And we said, concern. like, oh, man, we should have we should have locked them up. We both agreed, and we, you know, thankfully. Yeah. So. The Lion was um, telling us something, believe it or not. So, um, but I don't know. I, I like this. I, I, I liked the Raiders last week. I, I believe I took them plus seven and a half against the Chiefs. I just think this Raiders, they're still in the playoff mix. They need help. It's not, you know, necessarily likely, but they're still fighting for something. Obviously, the Colts are too, but I don't know. I just think this Raiders team, you see how they react after wins? Like, they're they're having a good time. There's good vibes there. I think Antonio Pierce is doing a good job. Um, yeah, I like the Raiders. Give me the Raiders outright, and especially plus three and a half. I keep wondering in 2024 who's going to be like the 2023 lions or 2022 lions like team that everybody's so quick to jump on because of the vibes and the energy and i think the texans are probably the clubhouse leader for that yeah um but the raiders i think could be that too like if you know the offseason breaks the right way if i could see people kind of being in on them a little bit the colts are what it's worth are the seventh seed um over the aforementioned Texans, among others, right now. So um, kind of a big playoff implications game as it relates to the overall AFC playoff picture. I'm going to take who the Colts. Uh, who do the I The Raiders win? quarterback next year, week one. Russell Wilson. Russ could be Russ. Mike Kirk. I, I mean, Kirk is is the darling of free agency, right? Like, Kirk is the, the most important free agent in the offseason. There's no doubt about that, like, in terms of, like, chain reaction. Um, if Kirk... I think Kirk going to Pittsburgh would be the coolest thing possible. The Steelers are not signing Kirk Cousins. That is not a Steelers player. Kirk going this to Vegas. Not, I'm telling you, it's not. I'm trying to think of the potential openings, too. Um, I mean, what if Matthew Stafford retired? Like, You know what I mean? Like, Kirk going to L.A., reuniting with Sean McVay. You know? That's, that would not um, be hard to see, yes um anyway new orleans maybe for kirk but no they're kind of stuck i mean atlanta nah russ is going to atlanta um but 
Yeah, it's not Kirk. I don't know who it is, but whatever. I'm taking the Colts. Speaking of uh, the Rams, they are visiting the New York still bad at football Giants. Uh, the G-men ran in our six-point home underdogs, despite the fact that they looked pretty competent under Terod Taylor. No. Um, no. Look, I mean, relative to what competence has been for them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so They were out um, in that game. And look, I'm not trying to defend the Eagles. So I'm just saying the Giants did not play well. The Eagles, like, the Giants were in that game because the Eagles played very poorly relative to Sanders. And the Giants uh, were terrible still. This line has moved. Steven locked it at four and a half. It grew mm-hmm. to six. It is now at five and a half. He said he would take it at six, but he shaved yeah. off half a point. Uh, so Steven's locking up the Rams. The Rams, speaking of, are trying to lock bet. up a, pl- a playoff spot. They are the sixth seed in the NFC right now uh, mm-hmm. and are setting themselves up potentially for a wild card matchup in Detroit against the Lions, which obviously comes with all the Stafford stories. Yeah, I am going to take the Rams pretty easily here. Giants are not very competitive on their own merit. If it's a close game, it's because the Rams are shooting themselves in the foot and the Rams are playing good football, so I'm not going to count on that happening. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I don't really have anything to add other than I think I've said many times that I, I think the Rams could have been you know the first seven seed um, to win a playoff game and then have history because obviously that's kind of a new thing um although buffalo you know I, both of them I, I you know at the time i said well if buffalo gets in now you know they could be that too uh, but it seems like both of them could be higher than the seventh seed so like that might not even be the case but i do fear them both uh for whoever the division winner is that hosting that is hosting them. if you rank the quarterbacks for the wild card team since the seven seed was brought about let's say um but all wild card you know, quarterbacks, he has to be up there, right? In terms of like how he's playing right now, the the current version of a quarterback playing for a wild card team. I feel like Matthew Stafford right now has to be, if he's not at the top of that list, he has to be very close to it. I mean, think about just as it relates to NFC teams. I mean, because they're an NFC team. Last year was the Seahawks with Geno, the Giants with Daniel Jones, Mm -hmm. and Tom Brady, who wasn't playing well, obviously. Um, So, yeah, I mean, this Stafford's better than all Well, no, he wasn't a wild card team. The Cowboys. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. Well, and Dak. I mean, so, yeah. Um, And then in 2021, um, the Niners with Jimmy Garoppolo. Trubisky. No, that was 2020. Um, 21 was Jimmy Garoppolo. Jalen Hurts, and yeah. um, I forget. It's a long time ago now. Yeah, uh, Kirk, whatever. I don't know. I mean, it, was like, it was like 100 years ago. Does it really matter at this point mm-hmm. in time? Um, who was it? Now I'm curious. Um, Kyler. No, uh, it was Stafford because they visit. No, it was Kyler because they fell out of the NFC. Yeah. They fell out of the NFC West League right. and after they were undefeated forever. So yeah, Kyler. But yeah, I mean, I agree with you. It's a great point. Uh, we're both taking the Rams, um, and Steven is locking them up. The Patriots, Brandon, are visiting the Bills, and the Bills are overwhelming favorites. Uh, Kendall Beck chimes in on YouTube. Shout out to Kendall Beck. Gentlemen. Yeah, shout out to Kendall Beck. Is that a Darius Slay jersey that I see? I believe it is. Either that or an OG Jalen Hurts jersey. Could be. Yeah. Kendall will let us know. Um, Patriots at Bills. I'm going to lock up. Or not lock up. I'm going to uh, zap you because I don't I don't really want to talk about this game. Like, the Bills, Bills are great. Patriots. Minus still. 13. Yeah. Uh, so you've been zapped. The Tennessee Titans are visiting the Houston Texans for the first time since uh, spitting in their face and wearing Wait, the Oilers. I changed my pick. Sorry. Patriots plus 13. They've been to competitive. Cover? To cover or to win outright? To lose in a – to cover in a loss. Okay. Uh, 
as mentioned, the Titans are now in Houston, um, the team that they stole um, or moved. And after wearing the Oilers uniforms in the like most, you know, insane blow up in your face moment of Wait, all time. When did they play? Didn't they? They played what two weeks ago? Yeah, and that was the game where they wore the Oilers uniforms. In Case Keenum, a Houston Cougar, beat them while they were wearing the Oilers uniforms. Um, they issued, a, I don't know if you knew this, a cease and desist against the University of Houston, where Case went, because yeah. they had Oilers colored um, uniforms this past season. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, they tried to be super petty, and it kind of blew up in their face. And they not only lost, but they were eliminated from playoff contention. In Again, it was, I think, one of the most, like, blow up in your face moments of all time. Uh, but they're in Houston this week. CJ Stroud is seemingly back. The Texans are favored by yeah. four. I'm taking Houston easily. Yeah, I'll take the Texans. Stroud's back. That's going to make a difference. There's going to be elevated juice, obviously, fighting for the playoff spot. So, yes. I hope they get in. I think we deserve to get to see the Stroud Texans in the playoffs. I think that's fair. That's It's tough, though, because I think there's, like, I know people are going to want to see the Raiders over the Texans with Stroud. I get that. But, like, I want to see the Raiders in. Like, they're, they're, they're kind of frisky right now. They're fun. Um, there's a lot of teams in the mix there. I don't, I know the Colts have been like a good story, but I don't think I need to see the Colts. Like, I don't need to see Gardner Minshew in the playoffs. That's not really doing a whole lot for me. They right. might deserve it, but I don't, not, there's not a lot of juice. I'd rather see the Raiders in the playoffs than the Colts. Um, it's impossible, but I would love to see it break to where Houston was able to play Jacksonville in the wild card round. And I would love for Houston to win that game because the takes about Stroud and Lawrence in the offseason would be incredible. Uh, yeah. So I'm really just rooting for chaos. Um, moving on, speaking of, the Arizona Cardinals and Jonathan Gannon, who Rachel mentioned, are visiting the Philadelphia Eagles on Sunday at noon. Congratulations to you. Um, when I wrote this down, the line was 11, but has now moved to 12, which is good news for me because I am locking mm. up the Arizona Cardinals <laughs> to cover in a losing effort. Because how can I... you give... How can you give the Eagles points right now? You just can't. And I, I thought about it last week with the Giants, and we agreed. And the Giants did cover. I mean, you know, granted, it was kind of funny how it happened late in the game with the mm-hmm. serious, you know, touchdown. Um, but, I mean, I, I'm i a little bit interested in this game. Like, I'm, I'm trying so hard to manifest an Eagles loss, obviously. But I definitely obviously. am taking the points. Uh, because, again, how can, how can you lay 12 points at the feet of one of the worst offenses in the NFL right now? Hmm, I mean, most not, most dysfunctional, uh, like you know. Yeah, most, I say most worst is a very yeah. Most most making true. it more difficult than it has to be. Offenses in the end. Correct. Yes, underachieving, disappointing, yeah. frustrating. I think those are more fair uh, descriptions of the offense. I'm taking the Eagles to win, though, just so we're clear. But you're going right. What's your record with blocks of the week again? Six and ten, baby. Okay. But I'm riding. That... I'm, I'm hot right now. So you know. that's not true. That legitimately made me feel better. When you picked this game as a lock against the Eagles, I was like, okay, the Eagles are actually going to win and they are going to cover this time. Uh, Cardinals defense is atrocious. They rank dead last in pretty much any kind of metric that you can find. They're terrible. So I do think that actually gives the Eagles some hope of having their first like kind of complete game. I do I do worry about, you know, maybe Kyler getting something going. I do think it's possible the Cardinals could have some level of offensive success. But even if that's the case, I just think this Cardinals defense, which just look at the rock. Like, ha- RJ, how many players can you name on the Arizona Cardinals defense? I would say maybe two. Maybe. Who? Buda Baker. Yep. Isaiah Simmons. No, not anymore. Nope. Oh, goodness. Not anymore uh, on the team. On the Giants. Um, you should be able to get Jalen Thompson, I guess. Like he's a good player, but yeah. you know, not like a needle mover. 
Dwight Baker this year, by the way, has been bad. If you look up his uh, pass rating when targeted, it's like a, it's in the hundreds. He's not been good. He has not had like an interception, pass defense, sack. Like he's forced fumble, nothing. He's not making any plays for that defense. So even one of their better players like isn't really giving them their uh, his peak form. That defense is bad. It's injured in addition to being bad. Like they're dealing with a lot of injuries on that side of the ball. In addition, it looks like uh, Marquise Brown's not going to play in this game potentially. So the Cardinals are missing their top wide receiver in this game. So I think at the risk of being, you know, like the clown meme and like, you know, here I go again, like, you know, doing this thing where I believe in the Eagles. But uh, I actually do think this might actually be the game where they finally put it together and they cover and they win. The Eagles have not won a game by more than 14 points this year. I think that changes. I think they dominate the Cardinals. Boom. Well, they would have to, uh, not literally, but just about to cover. Um, so, right. you know, mm. we'll see. Uh, it does feel like it's one or the other. Like it's, it's obviously, but it's, I don't, I don't see this like being like a back and forth game is my point. You know what I mean? I think this is like a, you know, either the Cardinals have like a 13 to three lead in the, at halftime and everybody's like booing the Eagles. It's like, what's going on? The offense stinks, whatever. Or the mm. Eagles are just crushing them. Like from the start, you know, they go out, they score at seven, nothing. They get a pick six, you know what I mean? And it's just like mm-hmm. snowball effect uh, at that point in time. So um, I'm still picking the Eagles to win. So everybody relax. But I, again, I want to start tracking teams because I don't think I've had a lock involving the Eagles this season. Um, so, you know, you did, you did because you picked the Cowboys to beat the Eagles as your lock. In okay. Week nine. So, I've locked against the Eagles this season once because I locked the cow. We we locked off against each other in the first cow. Lock off. Yeah. Yeah. Who won that okay. one? You did. Um, anyway, um, the Saints, who are the most annoyingly depressing team in the NFL, are visiting the Buccaneers on Sunday. Bucks are favored by two and a half. I wouldn't mind this, if you at me. This is well, this is an interesting game in terms of uh, if the Bucks win this, they wrap up the NFC South, they eliminate the Saints. And. Um, the Bucks can kind of give themselves a, a buy here because they will have nothing to play for in week 18. And that could be big potentially going up against your Cowboys who may or may not have something to play for, depending on how things go this week uh, in week 18. But uh, yeah, so uh, it feels too easy almost for the saints or sorry for the Bucks to win this game. And it, like, it would be that simple. It feels a little too simple, but uh, I will take the Bucks here because they've been playing a lot better than the saints have. And it's only two and a half. Yeah, the line is a bit suspicious the way we've talked about with some in the past. Like it feels like it should be more. Mm-hmm. Although I will take Tampa. I just I don't want to be involved with New Orleans right now. Yeah. So that's just me. Um the Falcons are in Chicago and they're so bad that the Bears are three points. This, this sucks. What is a terrible game? Uh, yeah, Thank I'll you, Rachel. <laughs> collective zap bears. Uh what's the what's the line on this three. one? Home field three. advantage. That's all it is. Yeah, bears. Yeah, I agree. Um the Falcons are going to be so weird in the offseason. Like, presuming Arthur Smith is gone, like, who wants that job? And maybe everybody, because they're going to be like, hey, they have Drake London and Kyle Pitts. <laughs> so, uh, but, yeah, I'll take um, I'll take the Bears. The Panthers are in Jacksonville this weekend. This The Jaguars are kind of low-key imploding, but they are six-point yeah. favorites against the Jaguars. I thought this I, didn't happen I, to Doug. I can't do it. I can't take the Panthers. Can't possibly oh, no. if, do it. If this was literally anybody else, I would. Yeah. I would maybe think about doing it, but I can't. So it'd be, it would be the Jags' fifth loss in a row. I just don't. I don't think they're that bad. Even if Trevor Lawrence can't play, I just think the Panthers are terrible. I know they had that. You know, they put up some a scare into the Packers last week, but no, I'll give me the Jags. Jags bounce back. Yeah, the afternoon slate this weekend kind of stinks. Um, you know, I, I mentioned I was putting Christmas decorations away on Thursday night. Maybe should have waited till Sunday afternoon. You know what I mean? Because these these games are kind of clunkers. And for like fantasy championship weekend, 
Like, you know, are you like, man, I hope I have a piece of the Jaguars-Panthers game. No. You know what I mean? Like, this is gross. Um, the Steelers are visiting the Seahawks this Sunday. Uh, Seattle, obviously, kind of peaking at the right time. Uh, impressive last-second victory against Tennessee after the win against Philadelphia. They are three-and-a-half-point favorites against the Steelers team that only you believed in last week. Yeah. Um, but are you Don't willing to do it? Don't against Mike Tomlin as a home underdog. Don't do it. It's not worth it. He's going to make you look wrong that being said uh, he's a road underdog this week and i still am a little nervous of that i think i'm going to take the steelers to lose in a three-point game the steelers are going to cover just barely um but the seahawks will win seahawks i think are it's not that they even look good you look at like the win probability from their last two games eagles controlled that game for the whole way into the final drive titans controlled that game for a decent portion of the game so they've kind of been pulling this out at the last minute which really isn't like sustainable long term you don't feel great about that but they're at home and it's mason rudolph i know he looked good last week but we have enough evidence of mason rudolph not looking good that it could easily go the other way here so i'll take the seahawks yeah um i was wrong about the Steelers last week and i'm fine with that like oh no but um and i don't really believe in the in the seahawks either but i mean if anybody's vibes are like unbelievably high right now it's seattle's like in the aftermath of the russell mm. wilson news this week like seattle <laughs> you know they look so smart like i just can't you know i'm i'm willing to believe in them i'll lock it up just because you know okay three and a half there's really no difference to me i mean i, I recognize there's literally a difference but i'll lock it up um i do feel, this is my shakiest lock i'll admit that mm. um this was our same game parlay brandon the Bengals are at arrowhead in what would have been seemingly an amazing game, obviously, if Joe Burrow had been healthy. I think if Joe Burrow had been playing, we would have easily taken the Bengals against this iteration of the Chiefs. Kansas City uh, is laying six and a half at home. They are down bad, and they are going to have to play a road playoff game at some point in time if they want to reach the Super Bowl. Um, but they have to win this game first. The When did the Bengals play last week? Did they play on Saturday? Yeah, they lost to the Steelers. Okay, yeah. I, I remember, the, I just wasn't sure that, what day the game was. So yeah, they have a little bit of extra rest for this one, so that's nice. Whereas the Chiefs played on Christmas, right? So they have, so there's play, a two-day yeah. rest in there. Two-day rest advantage. So yeah, Chiefs although, coming off Monday. Although, although the Chiefs are at home and are at home this game, so that right. somewhat. Right, still, Chiefs you know, coming off a Monday game, Bengals coming off a Saturday game. That's a little baked in. That's a nice late-season uh, rest advantage that the Bengals have going for them. So and also, you know, Anarumo, as I said, kind of just has answers for the Chiefs, even at their peak. So I'm thinking he can put something here to make this competitive game. I know Jake Browning didn't look good against the Steelers. He bounces back. He's looked more good than not. I think the Bengals lose, but I do think I'm picking a lot of teams to cover uh, in losses this week. But I'll add to that with the Bengals making it a competitive game. I think it'll be a little bit too little too late because um, I think Cincinnati's too far out of the playoff picture to climb in. They need just too much to kind of go their way. But I'm going to pick the Chiefs. Um, I mentioned that the Steelers are my shakiest lock, but like this is the my pick that I believe the least in. Like mm -hmm. I'm still giving the Chiefs the benefit of the doubt, but it would not shock me at all for for Cincinnati to go get this like massive, you know, kind of final amazing win of the season um, head, and head into the offseason feeling really good about themselves. Yeah. And because if anybody has existed to just like complicate life for the Chiefs, it's the Bengals. And so yep. um, I could totally see that happening. Uh, but I am going to pick the Chiefs, so I'm a bit of a coward. I'm not that brave. Um, we kind of hinted at it, and the whole NFL world has been talking about it. The Chargers are in Denver this week. The story of two teams down all-time badly. Uh, the Broncos are three-and-a-half-point favorites, despite, I would say, maybe even as a result of benching Russell Wilson in favor of Jared Stidham. This was, like, 
very obvious, by the way. And everybody's kind of mentioned this this week with the contract that Jared Stidham was given. Um, so I don't know that, that it's, a, it's a surprise to anyone, but mm-hmm. this is just the manifestation of all the poor decisions that Russ and the Broncos made over the course of the last two years together. I know, you know, they're benching him for the injury reasons and whatnot, but I also think they could bench him on performance. Like Russ has not been playing very well. I think that's recently. what they're saying though. Like they're saying it and a lot of people don't believe them, but like, right. I, I think it's kind of true at this point. To yes. Point. So I think it's possible that the Broncos will be upgraded with Jarrett Stidham in this right. spot. And I just, I know the chargers played well against the bills. That's great and all, but I'm, I'm not buying that here. Uh, that could be their head coach got fired bump that they had and I, it might not last. So I will take the, the Broncos. I mean, watch it be a three point game, but I'll take the Broncos here. Me too. Um, my prediction has nothing to do with this game. Um, Russ is not going to go silently. You know what I mean? Like normally sometimes when a player is, is on the wrong end of something and a team's like, you know, making them the, you know, the run, the sacrificial lamb or whatever to save face, whatever, like in, in Sean Payton may be prepared for this, but like Russ is not going to go. He's not just going to let you embarrass him on his way out. Like he's going to drag you down with him, uh, which is why I think we immediately got the story about how they approached him, whatever it was in October about the injury clause and waving yeah. it. And he had to involve the PA and all that stuff. Like, right. like this yeah. is, this is going to be a messy off season. Um, but um, yeah, we, um, we will see. Uh, finally, Sunday night football, not a ton of juice, uh, but still kind of cool. I guess Kings hosting the Packers, almost a true pick them. They are one point favorites uh, as they cling to playoff life as do the Packers though. Uh, it's tough to know because of like Jaron Hall is such just a wild card. I could see him giving the Vikings a spark. I could also see him being very much a rookie quarterback who makes mistakes. Um, I'll take the Packers here. I believe the Vikings beat the Packers earlier this year. I don't know that I trust the Vikings enough to just sweep uh, the Packers, but and the Packers haven't been playing well for sure. But I just I don't think they're going to sweep the Packers. I think the Packers are going to win this one. I'm going to take the Vikings. I I believe I'm willing to believe just a little bit Zap. longer. Um, okay, Vikings is my pick. Uh, Rachel, if you could join us and tell us one thing you're excited for this weekend and what you're gonna eat over the weekend, and promise us something you're gonna eat over the weekend. So what your one thing, one promise football it. thing you're excited for over the weekend, and one thing you promise to eat before the weekend. You have to eat it. Mm, I'm excited for the Eagles, like BLG said, to dominate the Cardinals. That's something to be excited for, other than my Ravens. I mean, come on, duh. Um, something I'm promised to eat is nachos at the movie theater. This nice. Set. Um, yeah. My last question before we leave, are you – I like to conserve the snack before the movie. Like, I, I'll sit there. Go? I'll sit there. <laughs> yeah, I'll sit there for a little bit and, and wait because I don't want to eat it before – I hate when people do that. They, like, ruin their yeah. – you know, they eat everything before the movie starts. So, like, are yeah. you – do you park your car in no, that so you like making the no- noise during the movie is what you're saying. Oh, you need to open it. If, go eat dinner wait. then. If, you, if you're really that hungry, go eat dinner before the movie. I mean – so, but no, I get it. You want something to watch while the movie is going. Exactly. Right. Yeah. You get me. Yeah. Happy New Year.